Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today my guest is Brandon Thomas. Before I bring him on, just a couple of announcements. You can always get new episodes free on Rockfin Odyssey and all podcast platforms. Click the link in the description and subscribe on Rockfin. This is where you get our premium content. You can also get all the premium content from all the awesome creators there on Rockfin. Go create a free account and check it out. You won't regret it. Check out all the new awesome podcasts from the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You can get them all in one place. That's our website, forbiddenknowledge.news. Finally, guys, we're living in extremely unsure times, and an emergency food supply would be a really good investment right now. Check out the experts in emergency preparedness, My Patriot Supply. They're nutritious, delicious food. It stays good in storage for up to 25 years. And right now, you can get up to $100 off a four-week supply of food. Just click the link in the description and see what My Patriot Supply has to offer. Today, I want to welcome Brandon Thomas. He is producer and host of the unstoppable show, Expanding Reality. He is a seeker philosopher, musician, rancher, avid idea hunter, and lover of all things fascinating. He has had a long-time obsession with interesting people and out-there ideas. Some of his topics of interest include philosophy, spirituality, UFOs, self-help, life coaching, manifestation, alternate perceptions, conspiracies, the possibility of life elsewhere, and endless other mysterious and powerful forces and concepts brandon welcome how are you doing today what is up my man i'm doing well every day above ground is a great day right <laughs> definitely so yes thank you so much for coming on man like i was telling you earlier i mean we've been facebook friends for i think a long time and we've actually communicated a few times through messenger and it wasn't until uh late last year i found your podcast and it's awesome you've had so many of the same guests you've had some more amazing guests that we're just talking about trading up some guests yeah, and yeah. so many of the same topics that i cover it's awesome to see the path that you come on and uh looking forward to getting to some uh some crazy conversation with you tonight 
We could definitely do that. First of all, thank you so much for having me. And secondly, thank you so much for the kind words, man. I appreciate it. The whole point of the show was just to explore the ideas exactly like what you do. And on there, you know, we have a wide variety of topics just like you because you want to consider everything, right? Everything definitely. might be a part of these huge mysteries that we're unla- unraveling here that only lead you to a million more mysteries, but that's part of the fun. Uh, yes. So, yeah, um, I, I love doing the show, man. It's been an opportunity to ask all these people that I've heard on coast to coast or read their books or been influenced by over the years, you know, the questions I want to ask, you know. So yeah, we were talking amazing. about how, you know, how easy it is to talk to so many of these guests and get them on the show. Tell us uh, what really got you started doing this and, and down this path. Yeah, so I've been researching, I guess, esoteric type topics for uh, well over 20 years now. Kind of goes hand in hand with spirituality, um, spiritual awakening and the conspiracy theories. They all kind of one leads to the other generally. Mine all happened at the same time. I got the book Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh, uh, who I have had on the show. And great. That was a bucket list conversation because this dude changed my life. Right. Or the book he wrote changed my life. So I uh, got that book. Uh, same time, something else happened in 2001. I don't really remember something crazy. But anyway, uh, then that led me to uh, looking into what's going on with the government. I don't know how deep you want to go on those rabbit holes, but conspiracies in general. And then uh, the spiritual awakening and the awareness to conspiracies or that this world was not what you're being told was kind of all at once. It was like a big data dump on me. And it was also coinciding with whenever I moved out of my house, like my folks and I, uh, background, whatever, everybody's got a story. And so two days after I graduated high school, I packed my bags with um, as many things I could put in two bags and my guitar and I left and I was on on my own for about six years just wandering around. And the, all of this coincided with uh, being handed new spiritual information to look at uh, the fact that the world is crazier uh, and there are things going on all, or, all around you that are nuts and not what they seem. All of that I kind of got exposed to all at once. And then that kind of culminated through about five or six years of research on that end, just a big data dump of UFOs, of, uh, you know, alternative history of, of all of this stuff, you know, listening to Jonathan Gray and talking about UPAs and stuff on coast to coast, you know. Um, so leading down that path, and then it culminated with a very tough one of those um, get it or forget it moments. And it was when I went to China. And so I went to China as a touring musician. I was over there for a month, but the first night I was there, I had like the worst experience ever. And I was the scaredest I've ever been. I went over there just by myself uh, with my guitar and I was on a month long tour over there. I uh, didn't speak a lick of Mandarin or anything. I uh, was promised money, didn't get any of it. Uh, all of my CDs and most of my gear and stuff that I was going to sell over there was stuck in customs and they wouldn't let it out. So I was in this with nothing. Uh, I even a couple of times played um, on the street with my guitar case open so we could get money to get on the train to get to the next gig. It was crazy, man. So that was a big, eye-opening, terrifying experience that uh, really made me come to terms with myself and my place in the world and how huge this place is. So it was like a bunch of things packed into my 20s, uh, along with many, many, many psychedelic experiences. And, and that's, uh, yes. that's been an interesting part of the story as well. That's awesome. That's great, man. Well, you know, uh, for me, it took a pretty profound, like, personal, unexplained experience to really get, you know, propelled down the path I was going. I was already doing the show and everything, but really not dedicated to anything. Did you have any unexplained or any paranormal, strange experiences that uh, kind of molded your your path? 
So that's the thing. I'm always an inquisitor and not an experiencer. And I've said this on the show. I talk to people all the time that have had these incredible experiences. I'm just like, dude, this is so cool. And I'll walk around and I do work on my own little version of the CE5 thing because we have land out here. My wife and I live on 12 acre ranch. So we've got the room, you know, and we could see a ton of stuff in the sky. It's wonderful. But nothing. I mean, I, I have no experiences <laughs> other than psychedelic uh, ayahuasca included that I could point to for being anything that was really extra sensory for me at all in that capacity. Now I'm fascinated by it. I love it. I totally believe these people. And I think they need folks like, like that too, you know, that aren't experiencers, but that, that will take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same way for a long time. These were my favorite topics. I was a seeker seeker and I wanted to experience something. So like for a good portion of uh, a few months, I was just focused on experiencing it and then it happened and it was uh, it was it's a life changing experience. So don't stop. It'll it, something will happen if you keep, uh, you know, if you keep wanting it to. I'm pretty sure it will at least. No, I and I completely agree and I'm open to it. Uh, yeah. It's just not something that I've yet experienced or it's not something I remember experiencing because it's it's my understanding that they can make you remember or not whatever the phenomena is and yeah. so if that's the case we may all be abductees to some level and um, part of some hybridization program perhaps and then they just wouldn't let you remember it so well of yeah, course we're gonna go ahead oh I said just maybe I yeah just might. Maybe. You know, I might have had experiences yeah, well, of course, we're going to touch on uh, extraterrestrials and phenomenon of that sort tonight, because that's, of course, one of my favorite topics. But uh, what, are, what are some of your favorites? What is was the really passionate topics that, you know, you, you really get excited to do a show about, you know? Uh, I love the alternative history stuff. I love the spirituality stuff and anything UFOs, uh, anything having to do with the strange phenomena uh, that I feel is all connected. So, I mean, the nuts and bolts stuff is fun. Um, and I think that there's there's definitely a place for that. But I think it's way bigger than that, um, even down to that our entire reality is just a projection that you yourself is creating. And there's nothing else here but you experiencing this. And so you could be manifesting all of these things in a subconscious, psycho-semantic type of way. Uh, we can't rule anything out on it. And so whenever you explore those kind of topics, those are the shows I get really excited about. But same thing like having Max Egan on to talk about Tataria and the Mud Flood. I oh, yeah. love stuff like that. I actually uh, have an episode recorded that's not released yet. I don't know when this is coming out with uh, Michael Cremo. And we did the alternative history thing too. He's forbidden archaeologist, man. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love stuff like that. You know, the, the old... Uh, History isn't what you think it is kind of thing. Yeah, speaking of Micah Cremo, he was one of my first earliest guests, and he was so nice to come on when I had, like, maybe a couple of hundred subscribers and had no idea who I was. It was great. Loved that guy. So looking forward to that episode. And you mentioned Hidden History, also one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> when did you start, uh, you know, really getting into and realizing how much uh, of our history has been altered? Because we've got so many great researchers that are Tearing apart uh, mainstream history right now. You mentioned Max Egan and Tartaria. That is fascinating that our, you know, history could be so completely different and the technologies that we could have had in the recent past could have been so advanced. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that, that our timeline could be that shifted and messed up? So the most, most certain thing I know for certain is that I know nothing for certain. Um, that has kind of been the motto. You'd yes. think that that would be a little disorienting, but really embracing that concept has really changed my life completely. Uh, so I don't know. But what I do love doing is exploring the ideas and going down that road. I can be just as passionate about exploring any vein of the idea that you'd like. Now, 
what I what I do think is interesting is whenever you take concepts like let's say the yugas or something like this, long periods of cycles over time, right? Uh, the procession of the equinoxes, things like that. What I think about uh, alternative history and alternative timelines could be possible is, is that we all just kind of go through this huge cycle, cyclical type of an experience on this earth. I mean, the Hopi, the Mayan, every, a lot of cultures in the past and the ancient past have talked about these type of long cycle events. So if you tie that then to the idea of a spiritual awakening or hidden history or something like that, then you could see that in a yin-yang type fashion, maybe there was a point where it was ultimate, pure, amazing light. And that's kind of the thing about Tataria and about these ancient cultures is they were not primitive, you know, um, after further examination and even talking to Michael Cremo, they go back hundreds of millions of years. So there's, there's a massive either deliberate cover-up or some sort of collective amnesia uh, historically that we've got. Now, what I think is possible, back to the cycle thing, is that there was this high point of light. Some people argue that that was the time when Jesus was here, like the thousand year reign or whatever, and that the dark ages were just inserted as a marker, as a fake marker to account for some cover-up that they were involved in as far as rewriting history. Um, the old idea as well about Tataria is all the buildings and the free energy and that, you know, it was just this utopian type society where that we don't, they don't have the struggles that we do just to survive. Like they, everybody ate, everybody, you know, had a house, everybody had free electricity that was everywhere and wireless, some Tesla type technology that has been deliberately suppressed. And so now I think though, that we've been in this period of the dark cycle, right? After they rewrote the history, because if something happened and a nefarious action came out of some cataclysm or some takeover of that high advanced culture, then the victors are the ones that write the history. So they would be the ones telling you that the dark ages were a thing and that wireless electricity is not a thing. That's why you have to plug into it and you have to pay us for it. Um, you know, things aren't the way that they could be as far as a utopian society here because we told you that it's not possible. Those are the people in power. And I think that this is another, again, cycle. And we're coming out of that cycle. I think a bunch of people are realizing that the trading your time for money thing is bullshit. Um, and it's just kind of over you know that's what i think is happening there's that's what the awakening is and so we're kind of coming back to this utopian society that was covered up in the first place perhaps yeah yeah and i want to go back to uh the the possible age and how old humanity could could have really been because i had uh muhammad abraham on the other day and he was talking about the possibility of you know up to two million year old uh homo sapiens sapiens walking the earth you know and the possibility that we could have been reset multiple times with multiple civilizations multiple really advanced civilizations that were just advanced humans they you know not necessarily aliens walking around with us building the pyramids teaching us how to do this but just really advanced you know humanoids what are your thoughts about that uh, I think entirely possible. I think also you can't rule out that maybe some time travelers in the future came back to a time long, long ago when humans weren't here to get some peace and quiet, maybe, and maybe <laughs> something happened and they got hit in the head or something and then died. And then there they are. Right. Yeah. And then we expose them later on as an ancient, ancient, ancient society that makes us think that we're way older, but it's actually super awesome time traveling people from the future that want some peace and quiet, you know, a nice picnic in the ancient past where, there was a lot of oxygen and it was really cool. You know, not really a lot of people around, you know, you get some, some quality time in maybe. Um, but I, I think though, to the more direct linear type line of time uh, that it's very, very interesting that this is entirely possible. I think that 
you know, and I was talking to Michael Cremo about this on the episode that maybe the cycles of time, like the procession of the equinox, which we mentioned, which spans what a 24,000 year period, then maybe it wasn't something that they did with math and calculated out. Maybe people were here for it and they could attract, you know, account for it because they were witnesses to it. Um, I love that kind of stuff. And especially with the footprints found next to the other ones in Dinosaur Valley, um, which is like a park over here in Glen Rose, Texas, not too far away from us, but on the Paluxy River. And there's dinosaur footprints right next to human footprints. And they're dated at the same exact time. Things like that are really, really cool to me. I, I like the idea of having like a stegosaurus buddy as a pet, you know, and raising <laughs> one and hanging out um, or plowing with a, you know, triceratops or something in your backyard, you know, and living in harmony with these things. I think that yeah. would be really cool. Yeah, de- definitely. So, yeah. And I want to get to, um, you know, some more of the paranormal metaphysical and possible extraterrestrial possibilities in this matrix reality we're living in but you mentioned people waking up right now and i want to touch on this i want to touch on you know kind of our our immediate uh, dystopian reality that we're facing and of course you and my audience know what's going on with that know what's up with that when um when did you see the the bs behind covid and the agendas basically uh three weeks in it was, I had about two weeks where I was like, oh, uh, this is maybe something, you know? And then <laughs> yeah. you start looking at the signs and the rituals that they put out all the time to tell you that they're signaling something that it's all connected and not for your own good. And whenever they started doing that, that's when I was like, oh, okay, I see what this is. And then you look at the six feet apart thing. Well, that's 666. And they had signs up about it all over the place. There was speculation. And I love these um, where they were like, well, that's the distance they need to facial recognition camera you. And so that's why they did that, perhaps. Uh, But uh, the 666 thing, the um, covering of the face, that goes back to the Islamic tradition in the old days of dehumanizing someone. Uh, as well as everybody knows that there's a big difference between bacteria and virus. Um, Maybe some of those masks work for bacteria, but they do not work for viruses. That is like the equivalent of putting a chain link fence up to keep mosquitoes out. It's, it's not practical. It's not working. It's not for your health. It's a satanic ritual uh, meant to dehumanize you and to get you so. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health, Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broken down that you comply with whatever they're doing. It's MK Ultra Tactics right out in the open. Yeah, and that's this is where a lot of people check out, and that's where they stop doing the research, and they just turn around. They say, "No, I'm not going there. I'm not going to look at this occult BS because I don't believe that our our leaders are doing this. I don't believe that our leaders are Satanists. I don't believe that our yeah." Well, they believe it. They fucking yeah. do. That's for sure. Yeah. They practice this shit. You know, I mean, if you know, you can, you don't have to, but they sure do. And it's going to be a part of your reality no matter what. So, yeah. And it has been for a long time. Everyone's MK, MK Ultra mind controlled. If you've ever turned on a TV, you've been mind controlled. There's frequencies that come out in that box that are meant to subdue your subconscious and to keep you in this 
theta wave state that you're impressioned on. And so they can pop up. I mean, this is documented stuff, guys. Um, look up Operation Mockingbird, you know, um, that that kind of thing where they started influencing the media. And then it's just this huge game. It's just a huge mafia type of a thing with the government. There's a guy that came on my show called Etiente de la Boitia Squared. Have you ever heard of him or talked to him? He's been on my show like five times. Yeah. Dude, I love that guy. And so yeah, same yeah. thing, right? It's uh, it's the government is um, organized crime, intergenerational organized crime. And so when you look at that and then you look at all the ritualistic stuff, what you said, you know, it's pretty out in the open with the Bohemian Groves, with the uh, different hand signals. You can look at a Mason manual and see that when they have the hand tucked in and then, you know, a bunch of pictures of leaders doing that. Uh, you have the eye, of course, you have the 666, the triangle. A uh, senator did this the other day as he went up to talk. He just stood up, did that and then sat down. Well, you know, it's like it's so out in the open and it's so overt, which uh, may be something that you want to cover because I'm interested in the dark light dichotomy. But um, specifically to this topic, though, I think that this is engineered to wake us up. I think that the dark and the light, the evil and the good, however, the black hats, white hats, whatever, I think they're all part of the same whole. If you look at it, you know, way scaled out, it's all just one entity, God, you, because you're all there is, if you follow the model again. Um, but if that's the case, then both sides play a necessary role in playing the part of whatever you're here to do, whether that be a task as far as a soul contract goes, like a lot of people talk about, or if it's just a ride, if you're just here to experience things in this way and grow and evolve and whatever, or if it's a matrix, you know, and there's no real difference between a creator God and the architect of a matrix, you wouldn't be able to discern the difference. Plus, uh, it doesn't matter like um, functionally, right? And so whenever you start talking about concepts like this and what it has to do with everything going on right now, because there's such overt um, discrepancies in common sense these days, you know, and you're a um, conspiracy theorist if you, you know, question any of it. And I think you should question everything all the time, like question everything. And whenever you don't do that, you end up with what we're facing now. And back to what you said also about whenever it was the masks that I was like, okay, this is it. And I was talking to my mom about this um, last year and like a few months into this thing. And I said, if we don't take these damn masks off and everybody just say, no, thank you. And look at, look at it for reality. Now, if you want to wear one and you feel safer doing that, do that, you know, go with what, go with what you feel. But as far as the mandates and the, you know, fascism and all that kind of stuff, we could do without the Nazi handling of this situation. Right. Which further leads to the point that it's not about your health. Uh, because not once on the news that anyone and a lot of people have brought this up, talk about vitamin D, get outside, get in, you know, stick your hands in the dirt, go, go get some exercise, eat healthier, you know, shut down McDonald's and leave the organic food stuff open. Uh, they didn't do any of that. And that's how you know, it's not about your health. I mean, there's just some common sense, there's just some, you know, um, critical thinking that you can do and not even that many steps removed uh, to get to these obvious truths of what's going on. But yes, to the awakening part, I think that this is necessary to jar people out of their comfortable existences. And I think that that's what this has done. That's the role that this whole thing is playing in this ascension process, if you want to call it that, because a lot of people are waking up right now. And by waking up, I mean that they're coming to the conclusions that you and I had a long time ago, as far as that the government is not out for your best good, as yes. far as whatever you see on it, the news and everything is like an inversion of reality uh, and to just do, do you, you know, tend the garden that you've got, which is what you can control. Yes, very well said. And for the people that aren't waking up and haven't seen that the world is a – for, for Christ's sake, the other day Biden 
uh, they had a picture of Biden getting the jab or, or a booster or something, and the guy getting him the jab was white, but his name tag, he had, there was a black guy on the name tag, okay? So that's just oh one God. small example of how everything we're seeing on TV is fakery. Uh, I mean, we've seen, um, what's his name? Uh, I forget the actor that had the jab, but she squirted it out right, you know, right before they, she gave it yeah. to him. And all this fakery, I don't even know if Biden's alive. It's like a weekend at Bernie. He's president. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, nothing's real. And the peop- and there's people that, uh, you know, there are a lot of people waking up, but there's a lot of people that I think are choosing to go back to sleep right now because they're to- so terrified. They're so yeah. terrified of losing their job because of, you know, not getting the jabby jabs, being ridiculed, being called this or that, being shunned, not being able to go shopping, not being able to take the trip, go to their favorite stores. You know, they're, they're going back to sleep because of fear. You see this happening as well. Uh, I do. Uh, Now, what's interesting about what you just said is that you can do without a lot of stuff. I think that people have gotten, you know, comfortable, which is fine, but it's, it's going to then maybe, and maybe you're having to ask yourself some tough questions now that you haven't before, which is, you know, would you rather, um, you know, do this thing or get this shot that you don't know what the hell's in it, that there's massive controversy. And all you have to do is just ask yourself, should I take this and listen, be still and listen. If it resonates with you that you should, then do it. If it doesn't, then don't. I mean, that's that should be your compass at all times. And if that's the way that you want to go about it, then so an example is my wife and I moved out to the country. We moved about an hour outside of the main city. We're about 20 minutes outside of any close city. Okay. Uh, and but that was a trade-off for us. So we don't get delivery food out here. So we don't get Chinese food anymore. You know, um, we don't get um pizzas delivered. We have to like get that or make things at home. It is been a trade-off but what i do get every night is the milky way i get to walk outside my door and do anything i want i'm building a barn out here i didn't need a permit for because this is my land i have a fishing pond down there that i don't need a license for because it's my pond and so that freedom i would trade off to get chinese food any day and that's kind of the equivalent to what people are being asked to do now it's this freedom it's this natural what you should be living as far as your true calling versus this transhuman agenda, totalitarian type Nazi wet dream that's going on on the other side. Now, whatever resonates with you, go with that. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do, but I will say that if you don't feel right doing it, don't. Yeah, that's very well said. And the pro- there's programming aspects to that too, because there's still days where I'm like, Man, I, I I woke up at noon, but I did all this work, and I still feel bad for not, you know, working a day job and doing this. And I'm like, wait, I've been programmed, man. I'm, I'm you know, yeah. living my dream, doing what I've been wanting to do, doing what, you know, so many Americans want to do, be able to work for themselves and do something they love. And, you know, I get these little glimpses of feeling bad, not for, you know, answering to somebody about it. You know, it's like that's that's all programming, you know. It is programming, and I'm glad that you said that because we don't think that. We think you're incredibly valuable. What you do, the show that you do, and the topics you cover, and how you are with your guests, dude, with your everything about it, man. You do a, an amazing job. And you oh, thank you. The check's off. in the mail for that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah. I, and you do you work your ass off for this, man. So I know how challenging this is. So for anybody just to say, oh, you just sit down and do that, you don't feel validated taking money for what you're doing. Absolutely not. That is conditioning. Uh, because this is a 3D reality, but w- what you do is way more valuable than whatever 3D job you had before this to a lot more people, man. Yeah. Now, uh, we keep entering into this, you know, 
further continuous dystopian reality, uh, New World Order. They've even said it, man. So many <laughs> leaders and politicians have said on the news outwardly in the past two years, New World Order. We're in a New York World Order. Welcome to it. And people still don't. And, you know, so many people aren't paying attention. We're just conspiracy theorists, you know. <laughs> We, so we, we've been I, just saying this for years to, to jerk ourselves off, you know? We, we have, and that's exactly the whole point. It's one large conspiracy circle jerk. That's even the hashtag that we use. So yeah. you guys go ahead and Google that. Um, yeah. You know, I've got a few, I've got a few thoughts on this. Um, and I've gone pretty far down this rabbit hole, but I'm also, I will warn you, a boundless optimist. So I see all of this working out great. I don't see a way in which this doesn't work out unbelievably amazing for those that are willing to do the work or to open their eyes to see truths for themselves. Um, to the waking up part of this, that is a very personal thing that everyone must do on their own. For the people, and I did this for years, guys, I was a Paul Revere, you know, everybody wake up, you've got to see this, the truth is right here, watch Zeitgeist, you know, go watch this movie. Um, go take a look at what's going on. You're being, you know, you're being fucked. Um, here it is. And that does not work. So what you do instead, and what I've found that to do is to be a lighthouse, right? You're a lighthouse and anybody looking for that will come and, and they'll find it. And, and whoever finds it, it was meant to find them, right? So it all works out like that. Now, there are a ton of people out here that do not want to wake up. They don't want to see how the magician does the tricks. They don't care. They want to eat their Doritos and watch the Royal Housewives of whatever. Yeah. And that's their existence. Now, um, on a couple levels, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, if it's this just, you know, matrix type reality where you just are here to do whatever the hell you want, that's what you want to do, then go for it. But um, there does seem to be this bifurcation on the planet lately. And, uh, you know, um, Dolores Cannon talks about this split, right, of reality that's happening to where you move on to this 5D and then some people stay in the 3D. Well, I think that there are tons of clues. Like you said, man, it's so overt. It is so out in the open you they couldn't do more because they just don't care anymore they're just getting it out there now i'm a big believer that politics is actually politics so all of it's fake i think that people that still look at politics as anything other than fake uh, are the kind of people that still believe that wrestling is real you know um but and again there's nothing wrong with that if that's how you guys want to do it then go for it but if you look at it a little bit further back you see that both you know uh the left and the right are just two puppets on the same entity you know it's just there to divide you it's just there to do that so when you start waking up to facts like this and you see obvious truths like this then yeah you were meant to ascend and go on the people who didn't do the work and didn't care to get out of their comfort zone a little bit and explore a little bit deeper and do some critical thinking they're not meant to move on with us now maybe that's just this experience in this reality because on a large 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 level i think that we're all the same thing so there's no separation i think it's just about lessons and i think half of us or whatever percentage are quote unquote waking up uh we'll kind of experience the next level uh, we'll kind of level up if you want to put it that way and the others will experience a 3d reality in which their lack of critical thinking is going to bring them to a transhuman agenda um george orwell nazi wet dream that <laughs> is just going to be like a living hell um so you're welcome to experience that because again, after that's over, you just descend back to source and you go, damn, that was awesome. And then you, you know, plug back in and you do it again, maybe, um, perhaps that's kind of where I lean on that. Yeah. I want to touch on something you mentioned, you mentioned, um, how collectively our consciousness is kind of 
creating all this because it wants to create a better situation collectively for itself. And I've been thinking that for a while, you know, since we're all part of Source, Source wants us to be better. So collectively, we might start a little turmoil to to slap ourselves in the face and say, wake the fuck up, you know? I, I hope so. Um, now, I'm a little bit less um, sure about what Source wants. I think sh- Source wants experience, and that's it. So I think that yeah. there's no right or wrong. It's just about what serves you and what doesn't serve you. But I right. think also different things resonating with different people is necessary for the experience. Now, I think that collectively, if we do the hundredth monkey type thing, which I'm very much looking forward to, uh, we kind of split off into this area where, okay, it's like, all right, you know, source is source is basically saying, okay, we've experienced this thing check right off the list. Now let's do like this utopia thing, or let's do this thing now to where we split the earth to where these people who want to just follow and obey and not question because you know, it's a lot of work. Uh, you know, they got soccer games to go to and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those people will go over here and they'll do that. But the other people kind of level up and experience things from a different way. There's still going to be challenges and there's still going to be bifurcations in experience, but it's going to be a lot less jarring because now that's what Source wants to experience. I think all of it's necessary. And the only thing that leads me to that conclusion is because it exists. It wouldn't be here if it wasn't necessary. Only the things that matter become matter right yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense man we're very well said um you i want to talk about uh, a little bit about today's um music and programming and even a little bit uh today with the media and uh movies netflix all that stuff you you said you play music right you play guitar yeah i uh, i was a touring musician for about 12 years that's oh, what awesome. that's why i was in china yeah oh that's touring. sweet mm-hmm. yeah I, I played music t- I'm plays it music too. Hold on a second. Something's showing up on my screen here. That's weird. All right. Sorry about that. But yeah, um, and I've played guitar for years and I've been in bands. Uh, and I've also um, noticed the horribleness of today's music. And, you know, not only the music, but a lot of movies and media and the stuff surrounding it. But I used to work for a, a corporate uh, cell phone company, and I'd be exposed to today's pop music every day. And along oh, yeah. with the electronics and frequencies all around me, by the end of the day, because of listening to shitty music all day, I'd have a headache. I'd feel terrible. I mean, the whole time this stupid pop song would be bumping, Nicki Minaj or whoever it is. I mean, it's all the same now. Anyway, I, I felt like my that you shake your booty. Yeah. yeah, I felt like my brain was slowly leaking out of my ears the whole time, or I'd get a nosebleed, or so I would just die. I don't know. I, it was awful. Not a bad metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> and it was for you know my full eight to ten hour shift every day. They played this freaking stupid stuff, and I'd you know. Have have to be trying to concentrate on work and it's weaponized you know that's the only thing i can say because i remember i used to you know back in the day even growing up in the 80s the music was more you know enjoyable even if it was cheesy pop music but i had my own tastes and you know i, I grew up on punk rock and and yeah. uh alternative and, and a lot of that stuff but um nowadays you can't find anything good there is there's uh, nothing on the radio that i have to you know i have to go back to my oldies or i have to write my own music to to hear anything decent uh but it's all been weaponized you're experiencing the same types of things uh in the mainstream absolutely i think that spotify has actually enhanced the game a little bit because you can find a bunch of really cool stuff i'll actually send you a playlist man of some new music just because it covers everything i listen to everything uh Sweet. texas country hip-hop um old school hip-hop 
um, you know, rock, alternative, all of it, right? So yeah. I'll, I'll send you a, a playlist and we'll get you on some new music. But I think that anything in the mainstream, anything with the loud voice is the one yeah. that you're meant to pay attention to. But I think that it's an inversion of reality. And you know that with all the people that are a very, very small minority of whatever group, it doesn't matter what it is. So they have very loud voices and they dictate policy for everyone when 99.9% of people don't feel that way and also aren't opposed to what they're wanting. They just want the, don't necessarily want the extreme measures of what's being demanded. So there's these types of things in music as well. It's the loud stuff. It's the whatever's, you know, getting inducted to whatever hall of fame. You probably isn't something of substance, right? It's going to be low vibrational. And that's something that I've really been paying attention to lately is vibrations, right? And this is the Tesla thing, right? Uh, if you pay attention to frequency vibration, uh, then you'll know the secrets of the universe kind of a thing. So uh, with that, though, whatever resonates with you, again, back to the thing, uh, if it resonates with you, do it. If it doesn't, don't. Uh, music does the same thing, but it's, you know, resonance is a musical term. So it's a little more literal in this sense. So to something that's going on, though, and, and is weaponizing the music is, of course, the lyrics. There's subliminal messaging in it uh, down underneath and hidden tracks. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There are uh, even down to the tuning of the music itself. So when 440 kicked in, I want to say it was in the 80s, but I can't really remember. Um, standard tuning, 440 tuning to uh, E on guitar and everything like that. Um, that is a very low vibrational um, frequency. And so there are other frequencies that you can do. You may have seen these videos like on TikTok or something where they'll hit a frequency or a bell or something and it rings at whatever 930 hertz and you can kind of, it clears your head throat chakra or something like that. Um, these are very real things. And so it's sound healing technologies and stuff like that. Uh, modern pop music and anything designed for you to listen to in mass is not out to awaken you in any way. They're it's weaponized. To subvert you and it is definitely weaponized absolutely i completely agree yeah yeah it's it's uh i, I feel bad for uh you know most of the people that uh you know don't even try to or aren't don't have access to any other forms of music yeah that's all they they've had but yeah i'd appreciate a, an updated playlist i don't uh i don't have time to get out and uh look for new music much so that would be awesome yeah, I'll just send you some cool stuff because I'm like you. I like underground type stuff or non-mainstream type stuff because you could hear the heart in it still. You know, it's just got no – and that's the thing about all most music now that's out in the popular media. It's unauthentic. There's no substance to it. It's just – and it's not meant to be. That, that world that they're pulling over your eyes out there is very unauthentic. That's the whole point of it. Yes, yes. And uh, speaking of unauthentic wool being pulled over our eyes, um, the – I don't even. I hate the word disclosure because it's it's not that. It's, it's disclosure's been you know pooped out of the, the the water a long time ago. I don't know what this is going on in the mainstream. It's just a bunch of uh, psychological warfare and confusion for the people. But uh, yeah, 
the past few years, since 2017, we can say since the New York Times article, the mainstream UFO thing, been blowing up and been deceiving people, um, as far as I can tell. Um, and a lot of the players involved, a lot of the mainstream players that you hear on all the radio shows, um, going around the circuits, talking about the same things, uh, being involved with high-level players uh, in the government and CIA, uh, coming out all of a sudden about disclosure uh, in the past few years, and then kind of reeling it back and uh, letting it simmer down in the in the uh, mainstream consciousness. But um, I want to get your thoughts on not only what's behind the the fake disclosure in the mainstream, but what is really going on with this whole phenomenon? Because I don't know. I've I've been researching it for a long time, and my the thoughts on it change almost every day almost uh, seconds of every day i've had my own contact experience and uh the my perception of it has changed constantly and i think it's going to evolve as i keep getting older i don't know if i'm ever going to understand what this phenomenon is what happens the abduction phenomenon what people are seeing in the skies if it's even connected i'm pretty sure it's all connected uh but i don't know if it's little green men coming from other galaxies i don't even know if it's a physical phenomenon um i you know it could be some kind of part of our reality that manifests through our consciousness in some way i don't know what are your thoughts uh i'll touch on the disclosure thing first and then and then answer the second sure, part. yeah but, um so my answer to the last part actually is all of it i think it's all of it and i'll tell you why here in a minute uh teaser so um the thing about disclosure all let me ask you a question to then ask uh, to answer your question uh do you think disclosure is important uh i think that Disclosure from the right source is important. Yes. Yes. Do you feel like we haven't gotten that yet? I think that – no, I don't think we ever will. I think that uh, we have maybe a little more of a peak of an understanding of what we could possibly be looking at, but no, I don't think we have anything. We don't. I don't think we know what – I don't think we're close to knowing what's going on. No. I, I agree, definitely agree that we are nowhere close to knowing what's going on. But I will say, and the why I asked is because I don't think disclosure is important. I think that mm. we have had a toxic relationship with our shitty government that's going to lie to you. Yeah, I, I agree because I hate the word disclosure. And I don't even know what that means anymore. Uh, you know, you're right. It, yeah, it's, it's a psyop. It's an engineered thing, just like uh, the CARE Act. Okay, it's like things that they they put. You know, disclosure. Ooh, we're going to disclose all the shit that you guys know about already, and you probably know more. Um, you know, collectively with your ideas, then we could ever tell you, I don't trust the government at all. Right. I don't think anything that they tell you is going to be true. So I think that hoping for disclosure is like a father that's abused you your entire life, finally telling you that he loves you. It's, it's <laughs> not, they're not equivalent to me. Like I won't get any comfort in it. it. The, the thing actually, it will make me think the opposite. I will think, okay, what shit are they about to pull? You know, whenever they come out and just finally say, okay, aliens are everywhere. Um, here's, you know, blip blow up. He's from the Zeta Reticuli star system, and he's here to tell everyone how it's going to go down from here on out. I will be like, dude, stock up on food. I hope y'all have guns because some shit's going down. Um, <laughs> because it's not going to be for your best interest, just like this. They're not going to tell you, Hey, these aliens are here. Everything, or they might tell you, Hey, they're here. Everything's going to be cool. And that's when you're fucked. That's when the takeover happens. Cause it's the opposite. Anything you see coming out of that damn box the opposite is what's true. It's an inversion of reality. And once you start looking at it like that or seeing it for what it really is, which is that, 
then that's when you look at it and you go, I don't need disclosure because um, you're just going to lie to me about it anyway. I think that we've gotten the best research going on with the underground movements of everybody that's been looking at the phenomena for decades and, and the people that recorded strange phenomena on stone tablets back in the day so that we could kind of glance back and look at that it's been going on for a really long time. Now, as far as what the hell it is, uh, I'm with you, man. I have no clue. But another thing to the research would be that people like Diane Pasolka, uh, Dr. Michael P. Masters, you've got a ton of people, uh, Bob Davis, you know, neuroscientist, uh, Brent Rains, these guys that come in with these degrees and this knowledge of science. And then now they're asking these questions. Uh, Barbara Mango, Lynn Miller wrote the book Convergence. Um, all of this is, I think, where the phenomenon is going next. It's the marrying of the philosophy and the physics. That's what has to be done. But I think that it being done from the people who have the archived information as such as us as a community uh, are kind of the best shot that we've got at this as far as a grassroots thing goes, uh, even with all the dissenters and all the crazy stuff that goes on with the misinformation and stuff like that, that's deliberate, but you can kind of weed yourself through that. Um, but uh, as far as like what the hell it is, I don't know, man, uh, my favorite, if I had a favorite It'd be the time traveling humans from the future. I mean, because that's just so dope. I, it's so cool. It is, and I've considered that so many times. Um, and but the, there is also this profound connection to other phenomenon, like paranormal phenomenon, uh, especially when you go to certain areas that are like of high energy, elect high electromagnetism, something going on in the area, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, Mount Shasta, these new places they're finding, Blind Frog Ranch, all these strange places that have all this stuff going on at the same time ghosts uh ufos weird bigfoot pops up in there you know all these strange things happening at the same time i don't know if that's just uh for that area is like a glitch in the matrix i don't know it, but there are other instances where people who have a lot of uh, et contact will also see ghosts you know mm -hmm. so yeah, that's that's all, interesting the ancillary phenomena have to be considered for sure now, I, I feel more, and whenever I had Paul Askoff on, uh, he wrote a book called UFOs, The Real Story Through Flying Disc Press. Uh, check him out. Awesome dude. Um, but his concept is of the inter interdimensional type phenomena, which I'm a big, I, it makes the most sense. I yeah. think the most fun is future humans from in time machines, <laughs> but, which does not actually discount it from being an interdimensional phenomena, because I think the time trouble will eventually be explained as an interdimensional phenomena, not necessarily as a linear manipulation from time from our viewpoint as we suspect that it should look. I think it's definitely going to be more of a jump into a new dimension where the time that you want to go to is already existing now. So you just hop into that reality where in an infinite universe, you know, you have like the highest percentage and that would probably be how the technology would be worked out where you have the highest percentage of probability of sameness in a dimension where the time lines up because if the theory goes that we live in an infinite universe where infinite timelines are happening all the time at the same time, then you should be able to transition into one of those um, if you can figure out the technology or the mechanism in which to travel. And if you could do that, you may need a vehicle or a UFO or something to achieve such a thing. And if that's the case, maybe it's not an anti-gravitic type of a propulsion system. Maybe it's something that's a dimensional rift manipulator. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they'd call it, but uh, something like that, that then could transverse uh, different dimensions. And that's also why, you know, there's accounts of UFOs coming through and setting trees on fire and stuff because they're hot. You know, there's friction from the differential in atmospheres that they're coming through, you know, and it appear out of nowhere uh, seemingly. And maybe it's not a cloaking device necessarily. Maybe it's just jumping into another dimension, which would look like a cloaking device because it doesn't exist in this dimension anymore. 
So um, those are the fun ones, man. I love the interdimensional stuff because this would also explain like Bigfoots and ghost phenomena because all the stuff that's associated with, I completely agree. It's all connected. And there are way too many accounts of it being coinciding with UFO experiences, whatever kind of contact that is. And uh, that I completely agreed. Yeah. Now, uh, to take it a little deeper, uh, both of us have had guests that claim to be insiders, whistleblowers, you know, part of secret space programs, uh, super soldiers, all these things that cannot be verified in any way, shape, or form. For some reason, there's no evidence of any of this stuff, but these people do believe with wholeheartedly i can tell many of them their own stories they believe this happened to them it is their reality at least and you have to consider that whenever talking and hearing these people's stories so uh, whenever you have like a super soldier on that said they've been to mars and beyond and they're fighting mantis beings and you know have all this great technology med beds all this insane stuff uh and they absolutely believe it and absolutely recall everything like it's uh, just happened to them yesterday what what are your thoughts on on these individuals uh i think that you can't rule out the fact that some people are just full of shit okay but um I will thank you say, yeah no sweat uh because let's just say it right but I will yeah. say that um, on the show, on my position on the show is just to talk about the ideas. I'm not here to prove myself right or anybody else wrong. So that's why it's nice. And you do the same on your show, man. I mean, we do discuss the things, uh, not in a disagreeing kind of a way, just in an open and inquisitive kind of way. I'm genuinely curious to hear your story. Yeah. I'm genuinely curious on your perception because it's, I think, very relevant. I also think it's very accurate. When you start looking at the psychology of the, of the human mind and that we definitely do create our reality to some degree, then you can also see, and you can see this in your reality right now, there are diverging points that are completely at odds with one another, yet you can prove 100%. Um, science is never settled. They say that um, there are many phenomena that we can't explain and aren't repeatable, but some of them are, but they're discounted. History has been rewritten. So whenever you look at all of these things, then you kind of add up to that it's up to you and that your perception of your reality is your reality. You can do this on micro levels. You can do this whenever you manifest uh, things in your existence. And this doesn't have to be big stuff to prove the point because if it works on a small level, it works on an infinite level. So you can manifest things like finding a penny on the ground with your birth year on it. And you will find this. You can manifest a blue feather, um, the Enlightenment book. I forget the author, but amazing stuff in there. Manifest a blue feather into your reality. Just I know I'll see it, and you do. Um, take a look at um, green Jeeps, and then look at those. or blue Teslas. You'll see them everywhere. So whenever you start thinking in terms like that, then you look at the UFO phenomena, where there's two or three people standing there. A UFO will appear to two of them. The other one can't see it. Very plain as day, or vice versa, or none of them see it, or whatever. It's Reality is created by your perception of it, and your paradigm is what filter you view this entire place through. So people who are, let's say, of a particular religion, when they die and they think that they're going to go to heaven or hell, whatever they think, that is created there because it's absolutely powerful at the end and you're, wow, and you can create that before you remember that you wake up. So it'll be instantaneous, but then you go back to source and then you remember, right? But if you ask me, and I've, and I've, because I've entertained the flat earth um, type folks on the show as well, I find this fascinating. What I find more fascinating about it is the merriment of the two completely juxtaposed ideas that you people can prove 100% on either way. Yes, you're right. <laughs> That's interesting. And, 
Well, and what's crazy about it is maybe it is that way because it is that way. So yeah. let's say, as this splinters off into a lot of stuff, and I'm going to do my damn just to keep this as um, on track as possible because I get excited talking about this topic. Okay. So let's say that um, your reality is created by you. So therefore, if you are an astronaut and you get on a rocket and they tell you that this rocket is going to take you to the moon, okay? And then you get on that rocket and you launch, you go to the moon. This whole place is basically like one of those choose your own adventure books, you know, where you get to a certain page and then it's like, okay, if you want to go to the moon, uh, turn back to 32 and you turn back to page 32. Not everybody does that. So other people experience different things around here. And that's why you get such a wide variety of experiences and stories and opportunities to do whatever the hell you want, because that's what this place is. So let's say that guy shoots off the ground, a ball will manifest underneath him. If if you are a flat earther and you think that it's not, then nothing will be there and it will be flat. I think that the earth is, and this whole place is whatever you make it. And whatever your belief or your paradigm is, is what manifests in front of you. I think you're 100% spot on. And I think that explains so many paranormal and ET experiences, why they're so personal to people. Somebody could be standing here experiencing something and the person next to them, nothing. And every uh, ET experience from contactees and experiencers that I've had on are completely different. Even though they may have little similarities, they may see similar looking beings or, you know, uh, similar types of experiences being brought on similar types of ships. None of them are exactly the same and they're very personal to that person, uh, very personal to that person's experiences. Uh, And I think that's what's going on with a lot of this metaphysical and paranormal phenomenon for people. And if someone is, you know, trying to get proof of a uh, something along these lines they're not going to to get it out in the mainstream they're not going to get it as a collective they're not going to get it from science they have to go seeking it for themselves and that's the that's the how i came to understand the only way that i would experience is it through seeking it through myself uh so that's it explains a lot why this is a very personal type thing uh that happens and yeah, no, absolutely. And then it could be even down to that this is like a matrix or like a simulation type of a thing, which again does not go against a uh, creator type of a thing. They're they're the same thing. They're just one's more technical, one's more I guess organic, if you want to put it that way, which is still kind of technical, right? Yeah. Uh, when you get down to building blocks of atoms and such. But um, if if you are to take a look at something like that, then the matrix could be something to where it doesn't. It only renders what's here for you, and that history. Uh, after you are here and you're conscious and aware don't exist. It's just this particular moment that you are experiencing because you paid somebody on another reality, uh, you know, 50 bucks to sit under a helmet that you experience as a lifetime in this life with all of the cool stuff here and all the fun things to do. But really, you're just in an arcade in some other dimension somewhere with a helmet on that tells you that this is what you're experiencing. We don't know that we're not just brains in a vat somewhere being fed electrical signals to the different positions of our brain that tells us that we're seeing things or smelling things or feeling things in such a you know, a symphony of a way that organizes itself as a, as a manifestation of a reality that you experience because you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Um, whenever, though, then that you talk about manifesting your reality and creating things to the, to the matrix idea or to the simulation argument, it would be then something that would be very personal to you because all it needs to render is what's right in front of you. Nothing exists outside of what you're not observing. So China is not there for us right now because we're not looking at it. Um, There's nothing behind me except for what you can see in that camera because I'm not observing it. These are the little things, but what's really fun is whenever you figure that out and then you start hacking 
intentionality, with manifestation techniques, with different fun things to do to really empower you to realize that this place is for you and that it's uh, much more manipulatable and much more of a participatory universe than you could ever imagine. It's great. Yes, that's awesome. Very well said again. Man, um, I want to talk about how uh, if it's if it's difficult for you or if you've experienced this, um, I get emails every day for, for people who want to come on my show and present their information, their stories, whatever, you know, whatever they got going on. Well, in the past few years, they've had a lot of um, misinformation, a lot of... Um, intentional people being planted in our community to spread misinformation uh a lot of individuals that just want to be uh get notoriety or uh in, you know spread bs because they think it's funny uh there's a, been an uprising of this lately and i think a lot of it's intentional a lot of it's just you know something that's always been going on but it's become, um, I think, recently even more difficult and more, um, more prevalent that these um, kind of shady people are trying to get out onto shows like this and spread in misinformation, especially in these troubling times. Have you experienced the same thing? Um, a little bit, but not. And how do you kind of vet these people, you know? Uh, I'll suss it out before I agree to have them come on the show. I'll hear oh, yeah. certain things now. I will also write. I will also give uh, certain folks benefits of the doubt because, again, I'm not here to tell anybody that they're wrong or not. And it's very hard for you to judge. And maybe the information they have, they're reporting through an altruistic motive, but it's not necessarily accurate. So to go through like a vetting process to make sure everything is exactly what they say it's going to, if that were the case, I wouldn't have talked to half of the people I have that are yes, so that's right, and had some of the most amazing conversations. I think it's up to... My job or the way that I feel my position is, is to put the information out there, analyze it as best as I can with an open mind, and then um, put it out. And if people, it doesn't resonate with them, then it doesn't. Dude, putting out that episode with David Weiss, that flat earth, it was a shitstorm in the comments. It, I didn't answer any of them. I didn't even look. I would peek in the door a little bit, <laughs> and it was like tens of thousands of comments on this video about people just talking shit to each other and it was crazy and so it blew it up in the algorithm right it went crazy yeah. but it was one of those things where there's misinformation people and even david weiss will tell you this hey you know there's people that follow me that will comment on my videos as disinformation agents that's just what they do but yeah back to what you said about it being unfair that it is in this troubling time I think that it's the reason that the time is troubling. So I think that there's a lot of confusion here and a lot of misinformation. And I think that it's also coupling with the fact that we do realize that we create our reality a lot more consciously. So whenever you're exposed to all these different ideas, I think that's also the concept of predictive programming of um, the elite or whatever archons are running this place. Right. Um, because I don't put my, you know, as Matt Landman said, I don't put myself in the shoes of a human being when I'm thinking about what these lizard idiots that are, you know, chemtrailing the skies and running the shit out of this place into the ground. All these satanic assholes, whatever, lizard people, as I call them. Um, and so if they are out there running the show, then it is something that you have the opportunity to battle against and you can be aware of and just wake up, dude. That's all you got to do. Just wake up, look at it for what it is, tend the garden you got, and keep moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel the same way. And for many of my guests, I, I have to just go with my uh 
gut instinct after, you know, you know, as much vetting as I can do, I usually just go with my intuition and gut with, uh, you know, how I feel about uh, our interactions before the show. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does. So, yeah, I, you're, you're right. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and it does feel, though, like uh, you do have to kind of do a little bit extra, but also you can kind of suss that out. You know, you figure out, OK, well, I'm so, you know, and I'll still put the episode out. I mean, it's like, go for it. You know, let's yeah. talk about the ideas. If it resonates with you, dope. If it does not, you can smell it immediately. And the, the, that person won't get invited on very many shows. You know, they'll figure it out and whatever. Um, but to the um, mental control element of it, I just wanted to finish on the predictive programming uh, yeah. thing is that uh, predictive programming is a very real thing. I think that there's a reason cognitively that they figured out how to hack this matrix, or maybe that's an artifact of the matrix, the system, whatever it is, is that there's this crazy lizard person opposition, um, but they don't have any real power of their own. We're all the ones with the power. So they have to trick us into creating the future dystopian shit that they want done here on this plane whatever it is so this is how i think predictive programming works and you can you know this or the example i would use would be about like um, past present and future timelines right so you know your past or your you know your now because you're experiencing your now now your past you remember but you have to bring it to now to think about it because it's already over right but you can remember it the only mystery is the future. Now, what that tells me is that it's a sea of potentialities. And a lot of people focus on this type of an avenue whenever you talk about why we don't know the future and why we can't travel into the future, whatever. But what it really is, is it's because it's quantum. All things exist at the same time. You're choosing based on your actions, intentions, uh, intents, and all of that, which timeline you're going to go into, which is also co-collectively creative by all of us. So the lizard people put out misinformation, disinformation, they confuse the piss out of people to create all of these different realities here because we are the creators. And then if you look at um, things like I said, like the predictive programming, they can make you predictively, collectively create the situation like 9-11 perhaps does, um, with it being all over news and media beforehand, uh, the movie Under Siege with Denzel Washington. These things are implanted into the hum subconscious of humanity to create and to manifest it. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts about the something like uh, these Mandela effects that have popped up lately? I mean, for me, I, I see a lot of that could be just either misremembering or even something's changed on online and on social media and on the internet and on TV. You know, maybe it's actually been changed. I don't know. What are your thoughts on some of that stuff? Ah. Uh. I am so glad you asked this because it has been something that I've been thinking a lot about lately. So Mandela Effect, yeah. I fucking love. I love that one. But have you noticed a few new ones that pop up? Have you noticed that personally? I haven't. Well, no, not lately. Okay. So there's new ones that pop up every now and then. So what's yeah. interesting about this is and why it relates to what I've been thinking a lot about lately is have you ever heard of quantum immortality? Not yet, but no, oh I have. Oh my god, dude, check this out. Okay, so quantum immortality is where you never die. Your consciousness never dies. It goes on to in either another situation, another dimension, whatever. So yeah. Mandela effects can be explained by you actually dying in a reality that where that did exist, but then you're shifting slightly into, again, this idea of time travel into a reality that's so much like your own with just slight differences as to not be so jarring and for you to continue the experience that you're going to have. Because if you live, you know, because the concept of infinity is crazy. It's crazy. So whenever you think about it, uh, and if you can shift to different timelines, which I think you can do in this reality, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, um, but you can actually, whenever you die, then you shift into another one. That's 
pretty damn close where let's say for instance um you know some buttons are different colors on your shirt maybe you then shift into a reality where every single thing is the same it's just at the factory that made your shirt they reverse this button and that button and that's the only difference in that entire universe dinosaurs existed <laughs> everything happened the yeah. only difference yeah. is that button and that button are different which is imperceivable therefore you wouldn't notice but some are a little bit more obvious and this may explain the mandela effect dude i love this idea it trips me the hell out because if you think about it you never die but anytime you think that you remember something differently like that sinbad was in a movie called shazam and he was a genie yeah. then you actually died back then the other thing that's interesting is that maybe that's when the apocalypse happens or that's when the world ends collectively i've heard it explained like yeah. that we're spinning around in a sea of asteroids constantly what if they destroy us every day and you wake up in the in the morning after a dream or what you thought was a dream but it's all collectively us reanimating after our earth was destroyed and then now you know it's it's no i'm your father in star wars instead of luke i am your father you know what i mean or now there's not yeah we're just like respawning after the asteroid thing like in a video game and just having these that's strange collective that's weird man yeah that's right? great yeah and, i like and that so even further though is is this quantum immortality how i was thinking about it was is because i was talking to a guy named dr ian rubenstein he's a psychic doctor awesome dude um, and so we were explaining, I was explaining to him that um, I don't think that uh, collective reality is necessarily a thing. I think that um, you can actually do this and shift into different timelines where the idea of shifting timelines isn't to change this reality to be what you want. That's manifestation, right? It's not changing this place. What it is, is you aligning to the reality which already exists where the thing you want is there and then you shift into it, right? And so you've, you're a vibrational match to that reality. Okay, so if you think about this, then on like a on a cosmic level, then uh, you whatever frequency you vibrate is what reality you shift into. So then, therefore, um, anything can be created. And then you could let's say, and uh, let's say I want to tell people, hey, I can walk out in front of buses and I can turn invisible whenever they run through, and then I won't die. Right? Well, you're standing next to me on a on the street. Your reality, the one we're in now, is not a vibrational match to that understanding. So let's say I do, though, whenever I step out into that bus, I don't die. My consciousness doesn't. I shift into a reality where that bus passes right through me. But from your perspective in this reality, I get turned into splosh on the road. Yeah. But you can't prove it. It's never provable, right? It's just now you're absent. Now all you've done is solidify the fact that this doesn't happen in this reality to positive effect, but also that you were correct and you're correct in your power of being able to shift to another reality. It's just that you can't tell anyone about it. Wow, man. Yeah, that's super interesting. I want to close on this um, reincarnation and uh, your thoughts on it and your thoughts that, you know, this could possibly be either just, you know, like you said, a, a consciousness training ground or, you know, some kind of matrix reality video game for an alien. Uh, what's going on after we die uh, with our consciousness? Are we being reincarnated because we want to come back? Is it, is, are we agreeing to do this? Are we being forced? Is it a prison planet? Are we, you know, under trapped by reptilians and there's just some kind of grid over the planet? What do you think? I don't know. To answer your question, yes. Yes exactly what it is it's all of those things uh, awesome. i think that there are options like if i had to pick because i don't plant my flag but i'd love the options and i will explore any of them yeah. um but yeah. if i had to plant my flag which i don't then i would say it's just a ride and we're all returning to source it's like the great bill hicks quote i opened my show with it um 
it's just a ride. You know, that's it. It's just you're here to touch, taste, smell, see, and hear everything you can before your time's up or before you try and prove to somebody that you can manifest through a bus. Um, it's, it's just something that we are here to do. Now, to the idea that there's like a task or it's a training ground of sorts, I don't know. Um, it could just be as, as re far removed as just an Aliens video game, like you said. I mean, and nothing happens. You know, the game starts and maybe when you go to sleep, that alien turned it off and then he went on vacation with his family for a little while. And then whenever <laughs> your life continues is when he started it back up. We don't know. Um, but I love exploring the ideas and I'm open to all of it. Like I would be fine if um, it's just a ride and that we're here just to hang out and that's it. And then we all kind of return to source, you know, yeah. the other thing would be that we're all just kind of uh, quality control agents in the matrix, you know, like, so this is a simulated reality. We are here, folks that are awake, I would say, are the ones here to point out um, that the react, maybe that the matrix has some flaws in it, like child cancer, right? Like we could do with that on the next one. Um, and then we go and report back, hey, let's change this, this, and this. Um, the thing the fact that like things have to be destroyed to survive here, let's change that for the next one. Um, I think it would you know, free up a lot of time for other things. Uh, so maybe it's something like that where all of this is just an experience like that where we just report back on changes that we think the next matrix uh, should include. Yeah, man, that's super interesting. Uh, man, I hope the audience uh, right now, their brain's bubbling out of their ears. <laughs> I hope they enjoyed this because I did. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on. That was awesome. And uh, I would love to talk to you again. There's so much more we could explore and get into. Absolutely. No, and I've got some panel type stuff that I do on my show, and I've got to get you over on mine, man. Uh, we've we've got a lot to talk about, and this is only the beginning. So definitely, I'll come back anytime. I'm truly grateful for you having me on, brother. I'm a big fan of yours anyway, so this was an honor. Thank awesome, you. man. Well, thank you so much, and I'm a big fan of your show now. I'm listening to it all the time. Before you head out, let everybody know a little bit more about it, Expanding Reality, where they can find it, do some shameless promotion, social media, all that good stuff. Shameless plug. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all the socials will be. Uh, just got on Rockfin for premium content. So if you want to see that, I've also got some extra premium content type stuff that I'm going to be doing where I do some uh, deep dives on some particular cases. So look forward to that soon. Uh, on the website there, though, all the videos are up. YouTube, um, all the links are there. So you guys can really just go check that out and reach out, dude. I love hearing from you guys. I've got some amazing people who listen. So thank you all so much. And uh, again, Chris, I can't thank you enough for your time. Dude. This was badass. Yes, it was. I had a great time. Thank you, Brandon, again for coming on. And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. And uh, we'll talk again tomorrow for Day Zero. Have a good one. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.